Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go today to the book of Matthew, chapter 5. And uh, we want, I've been ministering over the last number of Sundays uh, on this subject of don't believe the lie. And uh, now, obviously, in the day and age we live in, that could, we could be talking about any, anything. But uh, some number of weeks ago, the Lord began to, to deal with me about certain things. And uh, he used that phrase over and over again, don't believe the lie. And, and uh, if you, if you uh, haven't heard, I mean, you can. Uh, it's available on YouTube, available on Roku, podcast. Um, you, can, you can order it. But don't believe the lie. Uh, you know, because there is uh, there's so much, and he's not so much dealing with me about it where the world is concerned, but what we as believers believe. Because for the, for the truth to be effective, you've got to believe it. And for the lie to be effective, you've got to believe it. The, the Bible talks about there are people that will believe a lie, all right, and they'll be turned because they believe a lie. And um, the Lord said something to me. He said, the forces of darkness will never overcome the light. And he said, darkness cannot overcome light as long as the light shines. Where there is light, darkness cannot win. Darkness may try to impose its will, but it cannot win. Amen. And, and the, the, see, don't believe the lie. I've, I've said for years, and, and if you've been with me any length of time, I've said for years, people will say, well, the church is this, and the church is that, and the church is in a mess, and the church is weak, and the church is is backslid, that's garbage. Not one amen, not even a Holy Ghost grunt. Amen. That, that's, that's, that's so wrong because, because the church, the founder of the church is Jesus. The church is the body of Christ in the earth. And for someone to say the church is weak, the church is backslid, the church is inept, the church is irrelevant, you're saying Jesus is backslid. You're saying Jesus is weak and irrelevant. See, don't believe the lie. Don't, don't believe the lie. Yeah, but with everything that's going on in the world, the Bible tells us that, that, that wicked men and evil teachers will grow worse and worse. But he says the church will grow in power and anointing and ability and we're going to be shining yes. like the stars in the sky. Amen. Why? Because we're the light. Yes. If, if you want to see what bad looks like, just wait till we're gone. And then you're going to see bad because there'll be no light. The Bible says, and, and I'll finish, I'm not, we're not going to go there, but the Bible tells us in 1 Thessalonians that the restrainer from the enemy's ultimate plan is the church. As long as the church is here, the devil can never do ultimately what he wants to do. And here's the issue. Even once the church is gone, he can't do everything he wants to do. Because the Holy Spirit's still in the earth. And, and even during the tribulation period, people are getting saved in mass numbers. Amen. After the church is gone, we have 144,000 Jewish evangelists that are evangelizing the world. After they're raptured, the Bible says that angels fly through the heavens preaching the everlasting gospel. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The church is not on the defensive. We're on the offensive. We have the answer. I say we have the answer. We don't have a defensive position. We're not dug in just waiting till Jesus comes to rescue us. 
We're not waiting for some heavenly Calvary bugle call that we can say, oh, Jesus is finally on his way. We get to go home. We are occupying until he returns. We're doing business in the earth. We have things to do for God. We've got churches to plant, people to be saved, television stations to go on, lives to change. We got business to do. Amen. Hallelujah. So darkness cannot overcome light. Now, now why is that? Darkness is simply the absence of light. If you turn the lights off, it becomes dark. Because darkness is produced by something. The absence of light. Where there's light, darkness can't stay. It cannot stay. That's an oversimplification, but I need you to see that. If you turn the lights on, the darkness goes. You never turn the lights on in a room and it stay dark. It's impossible. Because where light comes, darkness has to go. Oh, hallelujah. Look at here in Matthew chapter 5. So if you turn on the lights, the darkness leaves. Matthew 5 verse 13, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor or its saltiness, wherewith shall it be salted? The earth. Where will the earth be salted? How will the earth be influenced? If the Christian loses their saltiness, their influence, how can we influence the world? I I ministered a series some years ago called Being a Person of Influence. And salt is influence. It influences the way your, ta- your food tastes, right? If it tastes bland, what do you do? You put a little salt on it. I emphasize a little salt. And you're supposed to taste it first to see if it needs it. You go out to eat with some people, and the first thing they do is salt up their food. Well, you, does it need it? I, I'm not getting into your dietary habits, but... <laughs> If, if, you, if, if, if you lose your saltiness, what the church is, we've got to become more of that. Does that make sense? What we believe, we've got to believe it more. Because that, that's how, that how we're the salt of the earth. Something just rose up in my spirit. You know, you, you hear so many church people talking about how the world's in your face and just adamant about what they believe. Yeah, so just turn the tables. What what we believe is more important and more powerful. We got to be just as adamant about what we believe. Amen. Well, I don't want to be confrontational. Here's the problem with that. Truth is always confrontational. If you're going to tell the truth, it's always going to confront the lie. Amen. Always. Jesus was never afraid to confront things and say, look, if you want things to go right, this is what you got to do. You want to be a fisher of men? Come and follow me. That means you got to drop it, leave it, let it go. You got to forget everything that's going on, and you got to come follow me. Right? He He told the rich young ruler, here's what you do. Go sell what you're holding there and go bless the poor and then come take up your responsibilities and follow me. He he didn't soften the truth because this guy was a seeker. He didn't soften the truth because this guy had never been in church. He said, this is what you got to do. You got to make these decisions and then you got to be responsible and come follow me. Oh, hallelujah. That's being salt. It's not being hard. He said, if, if the salt loses its saltiness, how can the earth be influenced? How can we be an influence if we don't have any saltiness? Amen. Now notice, you are the light of the world. You are the light So he said, you're salt, and then he said, you're the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. So we're the salt of the earth, we're the light of the world. And he said, because we're like light, and because we're light, 
We're like a city set on a hill that can't be hidden. If your light and your light is shining, you can't be hid by the darkness. Amen. It's, it's, it's interesting. If you've ever lived in the city and then lived in the country, you don't realize how dark the dark is until you have no light. But when you live in the city, you got a street light right outside, you got your neighbor's lights, you got the people across the street, you got the city lights. And it's like, well, it's dark, but it's really just kind of gray. But then you go out in the holler, and it's like dark. Right? It's dark. You can actually see the stars. But why can you see the stars? They're light. You can see the light in the dark. He said, you're like a city set on a hill. You can't be hidden. If you're going to be light, nobody can hide you. Amen. See, that's, that's why you can't believe the lie. The world can't overcome us. The darkness can't overcome us. Oh, hallelujah. Because we're light. We can't be hidden because of the stark contrast between darkness and light, between truth and a lie. The, the reality of the truth will always be exposed. The deception of the lie will always be exposed. I'm, 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 I'm really big on telling Christians right now, you got to watch your attitude. Because I got Christians, I know Christians that are getting mad at the wrong people. They're mad at the world. Well, the Bible never tells you to be mad at the world. I, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but the world's blind. And people get mad. You wouldn't get mad at a blind man if he stumbled and fell. You'd have compassion on him and help him. But you got Christians mad at the world. It's, it's not them. They're, they're, they were born blind. They are blind people. They are kept blind by the, by the enemy. But the Bible says when the light shows up. Amen. I'll tell you what, this, this group and that group. Listen, your, your anger does not become a Christian. Oh, let me move on. Verse 15. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light. It gives light to all that are in the house. Amen. A, a, a house is always indicative of a person's life or their area of influence. And notice what he said. He said, we don't, we don't put a candlestick under a bushel or one, one, one gospel says under the bed. We don't minimize our light. We put it in a place where it can have the most exposure. Isn't that right? Our job is not to get into political arguments. It's to be light. It's to be light. Amen. Yeah, but they just frustrate me with their lies. And the way you combat lies is with light. Lies produce darkness. Light produces freedom. You're not, right? I'm telling you something. There are people that they don't want a discussion they want to shut your opinion down. They don't want to discuss things. So you got to be light. I say you got to be light. You got to give answers. Oh, glory. Right? Don't, don't get into the political arguments. Hallelujah. I, I had a person one time, uh, Pastor Michelle put on the ministry Facebook that we were at the the, the uh, group to, that I told you about, Association of Christian Lawmakers. And we were there that morning when, uh, when Roe v. Wade was turned back to the States. Praise God. And we were rejoicing. Why wouldn't we? Amen. And somebody saw what she had posted on the ministry page, and they just let us have it. Basically called us Neanderthals, said that we were uneducated, we didn't know what we were talking about, that my wife and I needed to come out of our tunnel and educate ourselves so we knew the truth about things. And people say, what would you say? Nothing, not one thing. 
When ignorance speaks, I don't respond. I do not have to respond to an, to an ignorant statement. And, and ignorance is not a slam. Ignorance just means to be without knowledge. You're just ignorant of, you're ignorant of the facts. Right? See, but, but light doesn't have to fight to prove its point. You just be light. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you see that? Never underestimate the effect of the light. Never underestimate the effect of the light. No, notice here in Matthew 5 and verse 16. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. The Amplified Bible says, Let your light shine before men that they may see your moral excellence and your praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds and recognize and honor and praise and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. So notice what he says. As we let our light shine, this is not something that might happen. People will glorify our Father, which is in heaven. Because he said, when you let your light shine, no, but notice something. Here's our responsibility. He said they would see our moral excellence, our praiseworthy, noble, and good deeds. Now, see, here's, here's the challenging part. Light does not live like darkness. Moral excellence. You see that? In other words, there's something different about you. You are morally excellent. Hallelujah. Isn't it refreshing to be around people who don't lie? Isn't that refreshing? Isn't it refreshing to be around people that you know what they think because they tell you the truth? Moral excellence. And notice what he said. He said, notice, he said the world would see that. So that means that's something I'm supposed to be exhibiting. Right? Right? Glory to God. Now, large, large volumes of the church have moved away from this. Well, it's not what you do. That's not what Jesus said. Amen. Don't, don't sacrifice what Jesus said in the name of convenience. He said the world would see our moral excellence. Well, you know, Pastor, there's things I'm dealing with. Well, are you dealing with them or just living with them? Right, because you got to deal with them. Right, you got to take it. You got to. The Bible says that when you love the truth, you keep coming to the light. Why you keep coming to the light? So the light can show you where you need to change. First John says, if we have fellowship with Him, we have fellowship one with another, and that the light, the blood of Jesus, uh, uh, cleanses us from all sin. But it says the light of the Word keeps showing up what I need to change. It's not condemning you because of your failures. It's the light shining on it, and you know how to fix it. Moral excellence. Glory be to God. There, there was a movie that came out, a kid's movie. And uh, Liliana had just been, she had been waiting on this movie. And the closer it came to time for it to come out, we began to hear things about inappropriate scenes in it. And it finally got to the place where we knew we can't go see that movie. Well, you know, but pastor, it don't matter. I mean, you don't want to be legalistic. You take them and you pay for them to go. And you sit there with them in the movie. And you watch the inappropriate scene. You just put your seal of approval on it. So what'd you do? We sat her down. We said, honey, now we know you wanted to go see this movie. But mom and dad love you. And we're telling you to trust us that there are things in that movie you don't want to see. And we don't want you to see. And here's why. Because they don't honor God.
Do you understand this? I'm, I'm, I'm going to be cautious with this because I don't, I don't want anybody to take it and run off with it. But I think the day's over where we can just sit and watch things and say, well, yeah, but we know better. Moral excellence. Scripture tells us not to put any unclean thing in front of our eyes. Is that right? I'm, I'm moving away from this. Don't, don't squirm too much. I'm moving away. But I, 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 here's what I want you to see. I want her to understand the most important thing is that you're doing what pleases God. That's how we raise, right? People say, I don't know what's wrong with this generation. We, we have a generation that by and large, somewhere it was lost on them that we need to make pleasing God our priority. And people say, well, that's the church's fault. No, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to disagree so strongly because the church has done its job. The church, the church, the real church of Jesus Christ has kept proclaiming the truth. Those of you that have been in this church for the past 24 years, you know we've preached the truth down the line. Not only about believing you receive and faith, but about living right, doing right, keeping yourself pure in the things of God. We just preached over four weeks on the highway of holiness. My point is, you are light. All you have to do is let it shine. Right? You, you know, these, these, these bulbs, when we came in this morning and flipped the light on, there wasn't one of them that said, well, I, I don't feel like shining today. They all came on. When you get up in the morning and your feet hit the ground, as Pastor Ron said, with your blessed self, fat, flourishing, crowned with goodness self, something else happened. The light started shining. Because that's what you are. You're a light. Amen. Now, I know you're wondering, what did Lillian do? She cried. She wanted to go see the movie. But you need to trust us. Now, this doesn't honor God. Well, Pastor, I disagree. That, that's fine. You have a right. But here, here's the point. I want them to understand that lifestyle, that action does not honor God. And we're light. Is that right? Oh, glory. As we let our light shine, people will see our moral excellence. That's why I say it's time that we become even stronger about what we believe. Amen. I mean, we have groups that, that want to protest and, and paint their body and use all kind of vulgar slogans. Amen. And the church sits back and says, well, I don't want to be confrontational. Well, they'll come steal your yard sign. I mean, isn't that childish? Isn't that childish? How preschool can you get? I'm going to steal your sign. Well, like, that's going to change how I vote. You just don't want people to think there's anybody that thinks different than you. Do you understand why I'm saying this? Hallelujah. We, we got to be even stronger. Remember when we all used to wear Christian T-shirts? Right? God's gym. Bench press this, and it's got Jesus carrying the cross. Right? Amen. I used to have a shirt that had a guy with, uh, uh, showed him from the waist down with a pair of jeans, and the knees were wore out, and it said, pray hard. Man, I love that shirt. But you know, somewhere Christian t-shirts became out of vogue. Because after all, you know, they're kind of cheesy. Yeah, but they said everything that you believed. Well, Pastor, you saying we should buy a Christian T-shirt? Might not be a bad idea. But, but here's the point. You're saying what you believe. Light says, I understand that you believe this way, 
Well, let me turn the light on. Is that right? Hallelujah. That's, that's, how we, that's how we preserve the generation moving forward, is teach them to be light. I'm concerned about something. I'm concerned about this, because I tell you what you're going to see, and, and you do whatever you want to do with this, but the lines are being drawn. And you have one side that just wants to silence the truth. And if we're not careful, the truth will become comfortable with just talking to people that believe like we believe without understanding the effect that light has on the darkness. Somebody told me the other day, said, you know, the Bible says things are going to get worse and worse. And, you know, so what do we do? I mean, I can't imagine things getting worse. Well, you're caving under the pressure now. What are you going to do when things get bad? We got to be light. God protects light. God blesses light. God blesses those that say, look, I'm going to be morally excellent. I'm going to have these right mindsets, whether anybody else does or not. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Why? Because what God tell Abraham, he said, if I can find 10 righteous in that city, that is so despicable that I'm going to judge it. If I can just find 10 righteous, I won't destroy the city because 10 righteous can change that city. You might be the only Christian in your neighborhood, but be light. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I mean, where I live, the neighborhood I live in, I'm sandwiched between a conservative and a Democrat. Hallelujah. And, and I'm not against Democrats. Understand what I mean by that. I should say a liberal. Maybe that's a better term. But I want to be nice. And, th- and they're not shy about their liberalism. They pulled out of their driveway the other day and, and drove by, and I was out uh, walking the dog or something. And I looked, and they had a certain bumper sticker about a certain political candidate on their car. And I'm thinking, that won't come off. I don't know if I'd have done that. I don't know if I'd have been that proud of that. But they probably think the same thing about me. So people say, you confront him about his beliefs? No. He was out talking to me the other day, and he said, I don't know what this world's coming to. I said, well, there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of pain in the world right now. I said, I believe moving forward, the Lord will help us fix it. Amen. Didn't do me any good to bash his political candidate. He's talking to me. He's looking for answers. He, he, he evidently doesn't have any hope. And he's not a poor man. He's a well-off man. They got a good life. But he's talking about all the hurt and the pain in the world. So he's not finding the answer. But when he looks just next door, he can see light. Glory to God. Say out loud, I'm light in this world. So the world, see, the world, darkness, cannot tell people what moral excellence is because they don't know, right? I mean, just do a quick survey of politicians recently caught in lies, verifiable lies, documentable lies. They don't know what moral excellence is. Now, why? Here's the thing, because according to how people think, all politicians If you're a politician, don't believe them because they, right? So you can get to the place where you lie. And to find a politician that doesn't lie is, is an anomaly. That's what people say. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what people say. When you've got a leader that will stand up and say, yeah, I was commissioned to the Naval Academy in 1967, but the Naval Academy has no record that he was ever commissioned to the Naval Academy. And they keep records way back to the 1700s. I mean, he might have been around then, but... You understand why I'm saying this? See, moral excellence means nothing. Say whatever you got to say to get your way, to get your, your, your point across. And light says this. This is where we stand. This is what the truth is. And we're going to stand for the truth. See, because they need an example they don't know. 
Your neighbor doesn't know what truth is. They need an example. Family members that you have, they don't know what truth is. They need an example. They're blind. Yeah, but they were raised in church. They should know better. Just because they were raised in church doesn't mean the light's there. Doesn't mean they can't be blind. But the light can shine to them. Oh, hallelujah. I hope you're receiving this because I preached myself happy about 20 minutes ago. Amen. I, I look at people that make mistakes. I look at people that have walked away from the things of God, and my heart hurts because they're blind. I'm not mad at the person. They're blind. They're walking in darkness. Amen. John chapter 1, verse 5. Notice the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Now, the Amplified Bible says this. Here's what I want you to focus on. The light shines on in the darkness. So it's still shining. For the darkness has never overpowered it, put it out, or absorbed it, or appropriated it. And is unreceptive to it. Now here's what I want you to notice. The darkness has never overpowered it. Never put it out. Never absorbed it. Never Never happened. From the time the light of the, the original light of the world, Jesus, came into the earth, the darkness has never overpowered that light, never put it out, or never absorbed it. Never. Never. And never will. Oh, glory. Now, so we focus on that. Now, notice, he said something else. He said, darkness is unreceptive to light. Now, why? Because if the light is accepted, it reveals those things that are in error and must be corrected. Is that right? has to go. And you can't get the light and a little darkness stay. Hallelujah. Now, we're going to come back to John 1 in a moment. But look at John 13, because Jesus said something here. You don't believe the lie. I remember one time, I don't know who was with my wife. It might have been Marie or Kathleen, one. I forget. In Florida, it was with you, wasn't it? And uh, Pastor Michelle had went to a conference at a church, that uh, the pastors that we knew, large church in Florida, and we were friends with. And uh, the, the minister began to minister, and it was uh, the pastor. And uh, uh, he was teaching on something, and he made the statement. He said, well, you know, we all lie. And then he made this statement. He goes, I lie. And he saw my wife sitting there, and he goes, Michelle, you lie, don't you? And she went, no, I don't. Not knowingly, right? Well, here's my point. What's his mind? See, he's light. But he's saying, darkness comes up in all of us. Mm -mm. When the darkness shows up, the light exposes it. Isn't that good? Amen. John 13, 15. Notice, he says, I have given you... Let me see. I want to make sure I'm in the right, right place. I think I may have written that down wrong. I, uh, let me look here. We'll figure it out. Well, in any event, you know, you know the verse where Jesus said, this, this, this people, their heart is dull and callous, their, their, their ears they've closed, their eyes they have shut. And he said, Let's, anytime they would see with their eyes and hear with their ears, and he said, their heart, there it is, Matthew 13, 15. I wrote down John, Matthew, this heart's... This people's heart is waxed, gross, heavy. Their ears are dull of hearing. Their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes. When you close your eyes, you shut out the light. Darkness will argue and not reason. They want to argue, not reason, not hear your side. Darkness wants to cancel light. Act like light never existed. 
But the problem with that is darkness cannot cancel light. It can't. That's why I, I said to somebody one time, they said, will this cancel culture? I said, look, you can't cancel me. You can't cancel me. Well, they'll take you off YouTube. Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's frightening. Hallelujah. Listen, I've been barked at by big dogs. Amen. I don't know anybody that's had newspaper ads taken out about them. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Had people print out T-shirts about me. Running my ministry down. In a town this small where everybody knows everybody. Somebody's dog barks and they know whose dog it is. Right? Amen. I had trolls. I'd be preaching and look up and people be looking in the window, laughing, making fun. Hallelujah. Can't cancel me. You can't cancel light because the light just keeps coming back. Amen. Oh, glory. Hey, man. Light reproves and light reveals. And if the light is accepted, the light will heal. That's what he said in, 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 John, in, in Matthew 13, 15. He said, if they would open their eyes, I would heal them. Their heart would be converted, and I would heal them. If, if the light is accepted, it will produce change because light always drives out darkness. And that's why I said many believers are mad at the world. In reality, they're mad at the wrong party. The, the world is blind, and they can't comprehend the truth. My job is to shine the light. Hallelujah. If a person chooses to believe the light, then the light comes and darkness is driven out. But they got to choose to believe it. In, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul made this statement. And he was talking about unbelievers. Verse 3. 2 Corinthians 4, 3, if our gospel is hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds, blinded the minds of them that do not believe. Why? So that the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, would not shine to them. So Satan blinds the minds of those that believe not. So they're not believers, so they're blind. Now that sounds elementary, but then you, 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 you can't get frustrated at blind people. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why Jesus, when, what he said in Matthew 13, it was not in tones of anger, it was explanation. They don't receive it because they've, they've shut their eyes. They've closed their ears, right? But he said, if they would open their eyes and listen to me, I'd heal them. Notice what he didn't say, reprove them. Beat them up. Tell them how wrong they are. No, I'd heal them. So my job is, Lord, open their eyes. Let them see. Take away the blinders so they can see. see. See, don't buy the lie. Don't believe the lie. We have the answer. Hallelujah. Mm. That's the power. Well, let, let me say this. He blinds the minds of those who believe not, but notice the reciprocal of this is if they will believe, he cannot keep them blind. I need you to see this. That's the power of the gospel. If, if a person chooses to believe, there's nothing the devil can do to keep them in bondage. He can't, he can't stop the light from coming. He can't stop the light from working if they believe it. 
That's important. Because, again, don't believe the lie. Well, the devil's this and the devil's that, and there's more demonic activity than there's ever been. <laughs> that's, all, that's about all I know to say about that. What, what do you mean? People are more blind than they've ever been. Hallelujah. This, this is important. That's why, that's why the enemy sends winds of doctrine. Winds of doctrine through the church. We saw some of this about 30 years ago now, 25, 30 years ago. They, they, they started with what we, people called the seeker-friendly movement, right? Whatever that, that was. You know, we want to make it easy for people to come to church, so, so we're going to pare our sermons down to 20 minutes. Uh, we're going to have a lot more entertainment. Uh, we're not going to have take up any offerings. Uh, we're not going to talk about heaven and hell. Uh, we're just going to talk about how good God is because these people are seekers, and we want to be a seeker-friendly church. Problem is, that didn't work. It produced a lot of weak believers who didn't know what they believe. And then some years after that, we had the, 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 not the grace movement. You know, the grace movement started over 2,000 years ago with Jesus Christ. The Bible says grace and truth came through Jesus, right? So, so we've all been saved by grace. We're all under grace. Aren't you glad? But I'm talking about an extreme hyper form of it. Where, you know, God understands we're all human. God understands we all make mistakes. And, and he's fine with ever how you do. And, 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 and I'll, I'll tell you an example of this. A guy called me and asked me to meet him for lunch. And he had been raised on the Word. He had been raised under my teaching. And he started listening to something that was wrong. And he said, well, I'm, I'm just, I'm seeing things different in the Word than, than what you said. And I said, well, take me to the Scripture and show me. And he took me to certain Scripture. I'm not going to get into all of it. I don't have time. But he came under the influence of a, of a teacher that was teaching along those lines. Now, notice, he was in light. And somehow he got the idea that, you know, whatever he did, God was okay with it because the blood of Jesus had already been shed for sins and so there was no way that he could be judged for sins that the blood of Jesus had already been shed for. Well, but see, anything that, anything that goes against what scriptures plainly states is incorrect. And John said in 1 John 1, 9, you know it, you can probably quote it. He said, he said, if we, and he was writing to believers. If we believers confess our sin, he's faithful and just to forgive it. Now, what if we don't confess it? It's not that he won't, it's that he can't. I have to confess it. Well, God knows I sin. Well, yes, and he asks you to confess it. Because that's what light does. Right? We don't want the light put out. What is sin? Absence of light, violation of light. Let's use a real easy example. If, if you're married in here, you do know the Bible says you shall not commit adultery. Is that light? All the married people said, yes, yes, Lord. Right? That's light. If a person commits adultery, what have they done? Violated light. What has happened? A, some of, a, a part of darkness has showed up. What do they have to do to get the light back? Confess it. Yeah, but that'll be painful. I know. How bad do you want light? See, I want light. And so I, I took him to the Scripture and tried to show him the Scripture, and he wouldn't have it. He was blind. You understand? And, and you know, he backslid. Lost his second marriage or third marriage. Amen. Here's my point in telling you all this. Is you start believing wrong in one area. It's just a matter of time to you're believing wrong in every area. That's, that's why there's no safe wrong doctrine. None. Well, that don't matter. It does matter. 
Because if you consistently listen to that person that's teaching that wrong, it's just a matter of time before they teach something else wrong. And I'm not saying I'm perfect. I'm not. But I've been diligent to try to teach our church's doctrine and good doctrine. This is what the Word of God says. And I've had people tell me, you know, ah, that, that doctrine stuff, you know, you need to be preaching this and you need to be preaching that. A lot of people that talk to me like that aren't even in the ministry today. Because the Bible says it's good doctrine that keeps you safe. That keeps the light shining. So if it's not according to the Word of God, it is not okay. And you have to be careful listening to it. Because, right? I have some brownies. And there's just a little bit of manure in those brownies. And I don't know where it's at because I put it in the bowl and I mixed it up real good. And you don't even know where it's at. You probably, I would say you wouldn't even taste it. You want a brownie? I hope not. Because if you do, I'm not eating at your house ever. <laughs> right? Because I don't know what's in your food. You just showed me you don't care what you eat. And, and while I'm there, I might as well say this. Yeah. And, and, and so uh, while I'm there, I might as well say this. You, you got to be careful with people that start bringing up new revelations about what doesn't apply to us anymore. You got to be careful with that. I, I heard a man say this one time, and, and I'll be very honest with you. I wouldn't name a name for anything, but when I heard him say this, I've never listened to him again. Unless I just did not have a choice. I know you want to know who, but I'm not going to tell you. But he made a statement. He said, you got to be careful about what red words you read. Because all of the red words of Jesus are not for us today. Really? So what the incarnate Son of God said is not for his body today. Well, I heard that, and I never listened to him again. Yeah, but don't he deserve a, another break? Well, you know, you would think that, but not too long ago, he started preaching something else that's not in line with the Word of God. When you start saying that what Jesus said is not for everybody, it's just a matter of time before you get off. See, that's, that's darkness creeping in. And that's why the Bible says in the last days that there, that, there will be, that there will be teachers that raise up disciples to themselves. And it said they'll come out of your own group. There are people in word of faith circles right now that are teaching things that are not biblical, that are saying things the Bible is implicit about that it's not for us. You got entire denominations the, the Church of England just came out and said they cannot adequately describe what a woman is. Now, I'm not being political. I'm saying that's dark. That's blind. People say, well, Pastor, do you believe, do you believe there can be this kind of person? And, and, and you know, they just had a, a, an issue in Congress when they had a professor there and Senator, what's his name, Josh Hawley, I think is his name, and and, and, and uh, uh, she asked, he asked this professor, he said, can a man be pregnant? And she said, yes. Right? And, and yeah, and, and, and he said, so you're telling me that a man can be pregnant? And she said, yes, a, a transsexual man can be pregnant. See, here's the question. Can you ever be anything other biologically than you were born? No. So you can change it. You can uh, uh, have whatever you want to have happen to your physical body, but you can't change what you are. A biological man will never, thank the Lord in heaven, have a child. It will never happen. 
A biological woman will never father a child. It cannot happen. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that to be political. I'm, sh- I'm telling you, see, when you start believing wrong in one area, it's just a matter of time. A- amen. And, and Jesus said through the Apostle Paul, the Holy Spirit said through the Apostle Paul, is because they were blind. But what if the light comes on? The darkness can't stay. I said the darkness can't stay. Yeah, but you know, I've been praying for them for years. Well, just keep praying the light will come on. I said, just keep praying the light will come on. Lord, shine the gospel. Lord, send somebody to them to share the gospel with them. Why? It only takes a second. Think about where you were, and sometimes, somehow the light shined. Yes. Amen. Amen. Remember your testimony? Out the night before, getting drunk. I know y'all think, Pastor Marie, I, I know. But you came home. To the kids, remember you told that testimony and you thought, what am I doing? I was out all night partying and my kids are home and I'm not being a mom. Is that what you thought? Yeah. Her son was sick and she couldn't take care of him because she was drunk. But she knew where the light had been. Hallelujah. Sister Jean Tillery had taught her about the light. She knew where to go. She knew where to find it. And, and, and was it that day or the next day one? Okay. One month later, light came. What happened? Got saved. No more drinking. Never had to be concerned about not being able to take care of my child again. Because I'm not going to be drunk again. See, that's your, they'll see your moral excellence. And see, we're giving God glory because where she was, but now we see what she is, and we're giving God glory. Even the world is smart enough to say that can't just happen. You don't just go from this to that. Oh, yes, you do. When the light shows up, hallelujah. See, don't believe the lie. There is no impenetrable darkness. There is no lifestyle that's harder to change. You got to watch that. You know, people involved in that lifestyle, them devils are, those are some tough devils, dear God. You know, I've never, I've, I've, listen, I've been in other parts of the world, and you know, people talk about cockroaches here in America. Listen, there's little, these are midget cockroaches in America. I'll tell you, you go to the Philippines, I'll show you some cockroaches. Amen. I mean, I mean, it's not, right? But here's my point. No matter how big they are, I've never seen a roach that when you turn on the light, they don't run. You've never seen a rat stay around where the light's at. Where do they thrive? Darkness. Why? Because they're not very big. And the light shows up their size. Exactly. Right? I don't care how big a rat you may be dealing with, you're still bigger. It's not going to crawl up your leg and grab your juggler. It's not going to do that. Not going to happen. Right? Amen. I don't care what you're dealing with in your family. I don't care what you're dealing with in your neighborhood. There's no devil that's too big that the light won't drive out. Look look at Acts 26. I'll end with this. Woof. Amen. I, 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 I think about my wife, and I think about the life she led before Christ. And just the mess her life was in. And how people gave up on her. She went, to, she went to a church and they wouldn't even mess with her. They wouldn't even try to help her. She went to the altar and told the pastor, I died today and went to hell. And, and they had to revive me. The pastor didn't know what to do with that. So they prayed a quick prayer and ran her out the side door. 
And the pastor's wife came to the person that brought her and said, that girl's got demon problems. And the lady that brought her said, well, why in the world didn't you help her? If you know it, flip the light on. Oh, glory to God. We're all dealing with things. I'm dealing with things in my family. You're dealing with things in your family. We're dealing with things in our neighborhood and with our friends. Just keep shining the light. Just keep the light on. Don't dampen the light. You just keep shining the light. You just keep surrounding them with faith and love. Faith and love. Faith and love. Faith and love. God will do His job. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. But in that mess, in that mess, in that life of prostitution, in that life of drug addiction, in that life of just immorality, the light shined. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And in one split second, in a, in a service in Goodlettsville, Tennessee, in one split second, the light came on and her life was never the same. Oh, hallelujah. Acts 26, notice here, verse uh, 17, the Apostle Paul before King Agrippa, and he says, the Lord told him, I'm going to deliver you from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send you. For what purpose, Paul? To open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and the inheritance that is theirs because they're sanctified by faith that is in me. Oh, glory. Notice, he exercises, the devil does, authority over people in their lives through blindness. If he keeps them blind, he keeps them under his authority. When they believe the gospel, the light comes. And what happens? They turn from the power of darkness to the power of God. And they turn from darkness to light. Notice that. that. That has to happen. If they will believe, it happens. And there's nothing the devil can do about it. Because what, what did John say? The light has continued to shine and has never overpowered, put out, or absorbed the light. It can't. It cannot happen. Cannot happen. Cannot happen. We don't turn them by arguing. We turn them by the light of the gospel. The light of the gospel. Hallelujah. Well, you know, but, but I've tried to witness to them and they don't believe the word. Well, of course not. They're blind. Can't see light when you're blind. Light has to show up. You, you, light, you have to believe it. I've had people, I've witnessed to them before, and they said, well, I don't believe that. Well, I can't help you. We don't turn them by arguing. We turn them by the light of the gospel. Hallelujah. The result is what? They receive forgiveness of sins. They receive their full inheritance. Notice, it didn't say they might. Said so they will. That's it. Hallelujah. So you let the light shine. When you have family get togethers, let the light shine. Yeah, but they start talking about things and, and you know they're just all against me. Darkness can't overcome light. Darkness can't overcome light. I said darkness can't overcome light. Remember how many times the Bible says that, the, that the, the, the religious leaders of Jesus' day, they'd come and tempt him and try to get him over into problems, and he'd say one statement, and it said, and they answered him, not a word. So they didn't have anything to say to what he said. Why? Because the light drove, up, drove out the darkness. So what's the ending statement? Don't believe the lie. Darkness will never overcome light. Just won't do it. It won't do it. I believe, I believe this nation, America, our country, I believe we're in line for the next great awakening. I believe that with all my heart. You know, amen. Because the door has been opened for the blessing of God in our nation again. And the Lord said something to me. 
he said, uh, this thing in the political arena, it continues to build, but it's going to burst. And here's why. It's got to burst because there's too much deception. Has to. Has to. And people say, I don't understand. I've never seen such an inept whatever. Folks, listen to me. When you've got people that were never supposed to be doing what they're doing, you're going to have ineptness. Because not only are they not naturally qualified, there's nothing about the goodness of God that's directing anything. We have people right now that are fighting to make sure people can, can keep destroying babies in the womb. Fighting to make sure that happens. Why? Because they are playing to the fringe. But we're the majority. And we're going to let our moral excellence show. Light will never overcome darkness. We might, listen, we might have to have a setback every now and then, but we never lose. Amen. We never lose. Mm, hallelujah. Let's stand up today, shall we? I trust you were blessed this morning. Oh, hallelujah.